Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. Today, I am back with my main host, my death battle homie, my death battle homebrae, my best death battle friend in the whole wide world, Hotshot. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going. It's going good. It's going fine. Yeah? Going just nice. great. Right on, dude. I'm very excited to be here today in all seriousness. Today, we have a topic that we've done once before a long time ago, but we're rehashing because it's been two or three years at least since this uh, podcast that we did. We are going to be coming up with five death battles each, anime-based death battles, uh, that we're going to pitch to Screw Attack. Uh, I really want to take this podcast as an opportunity. Like, let's tweet this to the death battle researchers. Let's, you know, chat all them people at, at Screw Attack. Let's get that out there. Let's get on their subreddit or something. And let, like, let's just give them like ten maybes that they want to they want to use. We we took the time to come up with five death battles each, and we're gonna we're gonna go over this. Uh, Hot shot. How you feeling about the your picks and uh, and everything? How's it going? I'm feeling all right, but honestly, like one that I that I've been wanting to see forever. Um, they actually announced that they're doing the canon battle of it, like officially announced. So I can't fall back on that one anymore. So I ben actually ben? so I actually had to come up with new battles because yeah, I was I was hol- I was holding on to hope for that one. But now apparently it uh, it's being worked on. Oh, great. They're making your wish come true. Oh, poor you, man. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it sucks when we're doing a topic about it and I can't talk about my dream death battle when it's happening. Ah, uh, but it's okay, Hotshot, because I'm here for you. Actually, Yay. I went ahead and, and I went... <laughs> <laughs> that hurt me more than you know. <laughs> <laughs> I went through our old uh, podcast we did on this uh, episode uh, 28, I think, or 29. Um, and here are some of the death battles we came up with, Hotshot. We had Zoro versus Satsuki, Levi versus Zuko, Yang Shaolong versus the, the Raikage A. We had Yusuke versus Vash. We had L versus Monokuma. We had Meliodas versus Naruto. Sakura versus Armin, which you picked that, and that still to this day that makes no sense to me. Midoriya versus Kirito, uh, Ruby versus Maka and Soul, and Ken Kaneki versus Lelouch. That was what we came up with last time. And I want to say the Maka versus Ruby one—that's the one that came, that's coming out. Is it? Yeah, that's that's the one. Well, I saw it tweeted a while back at least that it was canonly announced, but like it's oh, not really? being worked on yet. I'm not sure. Well, you called it at least Hotshot. Maybe they listened to a podcast and they were like, oh, man, we're going to make it happen. Yeah, three years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so before we get into this Hotshot, uh, let let me know, let the audience know, what went into uh, your picks, uh, your fight battles? Uh, like, what were the factors at play? I tried to do, like, similar, uh, similar character types or similar, like, fighting styles, like, similar ways of going into combat to go head-to-head with each other. I wasn't going to have, like, a long-range fighter go against, like, someone close range or, like, someone who could use a supernatural ability, like, say, take someone from Naruto and put them in something that's just, like, fist-to-fist, like, Power Rangers, for example. Like, I know it's not an anime, but just go with it. Basically, if their power set reminds me or is similar to me in any way, that's what I tried to go in for. Okay, I see. Uh, For myself, I really wanted to do uh, death battles, I think, or just... Really good picks, like really good choices, something that's going to work for sure, something that the audience would get behind. I just, I feel like I, I, I went more for a voice of the people kind of thing. So, uh, would you like to go first or uh, should I, can I go first? Whatever. You, I'll, I'll go first because I think my first one is going to uh, surprise you a little bit. Is it, are we, we're setting the tone here, Hotshot, so set the tone. We're setting a tone, yes. So I'm going to do this in a teasing way and then I'm going to reveal what the death battle is because why not? <laughs> Tease the tone before you said it, Hotshot. Hmm. So, both these characters <laughs> seem to be unkillable. Both these characters have unworldly power behind their ars- in their arsenal. Like, they can use unworldly power. And both these characters are just not bad people at all. <laughs> these two characters, my first death battle is One Punch Man Saitama versus Koro Sensei. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Here's here's the thing. So I, I'm just going to put it out there in the verse. One of those two characters is in within one of my battles. I'll just say it like that. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I don't see death battle 
putting Saitama in there ever. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but this would be hilarious. This well, would be hilarious. This would be a, it's the pony versus Deadpool kind of vibe I'm getting here. Right, because Kurosensei can be obliterated. We all know this, but he can regenerate in like even from the tiniest of forms or even when he's like in his uh, like defensive little shell that he has to put himself into. It can't be penetrated like even by anti him anything. So like um, so like he can regenerate. He has like the ultimate defense. He can go Mach 20 and then Saitama can literally just like destroy anything in a single punch. My question is, can he destroy uh, Kuro Sensei so badly that even he can't regenerate? I think no. But then can Kuro Sensei actually catch Saitama and do any actual physical damage to him? And that I'm not sure either. <laughs> like this one throws a bunch of questions up in the air. Like, can this actually happen or can can he actually land a hit or anything like that? Especially with Kurosensei going Mach 20 and Saitama going God knows how fast. Yeah, the thing is, I, I, I'm remembering uh, Saitama's moon feet. Remember when he, like, it took him, like, what, 12 seconds to do from the moon to Earth or something like that? So I don't know what what that, in terms of speed, equates to. But I'm sure he's moving faster than... Um, than Mach 20. Yeah, for sure. Like, 100%. Like, there's no there's no yeah. reason not. Um, well, because... Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, Kuro-sensei, like, he'll go to, like, the States or anything and be back, like, in time for class. But then again, he's also taking his time and everything, too. So my question is, is Mach 20, like, the fastest he can go? Or is that just, like, his standard? I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, obviously, we're approaching this. Uh, I should say this at the top of the show. But we're approaching this from a... This is would be cool to see. We're not going to, like, find a conclusive winner for sure. We're just giving our thoughts here in general. But um, I just... All I I strongly feel that Saitama would be faster. Saitama would punch harder, and Saitama. Uh, I mean, m- maybe Korosensei has more uh, in his arsenal, like more different, like different stuff he can use and everything. But at the same time, like Saitama just gets a hold of you and it's over, right? Like that's I I, I take one punch. You man would think, like, like for for normal humans and for metahumans that he meets in his universe, and hell, even aliens that he meets in his universe. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes, but. No, no one in One Punch Man that I can think of, at least, has ever come close to the same kind of character that Kuro Sensei is, or the same kind of being that he is. Right. Um. Uh. It's it's hard because um. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to think here that the Sea King was pretty. Th- now now Boros, keep now keep in Boros, mind. Boros, I, Boros I, could give you know like Boros. You hmm. What do you think? Boros. Yeah. The the final guy in season one. The alien with the on. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, for, uh, yeah, okay. I know what you mean now. I'm like, who the hell? It's a Boros. I'm not hungry right now. No, that's a character hot I, uh, <laughs> No, that's a burrito. <laughs> I mean, he, he gave Saitama at least a slight push to where Saitama had to get, like, the slightest of bit serious. Yeah. But, like, do you- No one has done that to Kuro-sensei yet, unless they piss off his students, in which case, they just pissed him the fuck off. And the thing is, too, there's this other villain in season two. I don't want to go too much into spoilers. It's called Garu. Um, this guy's this guy like uh, doesn't like. How can I say that? He 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 takes on some S class fighters here, and he's not that not that bad of a fighter. Really, not that bad. He's he has strong endurance, and I could see him maybe uh, fighting against Koro Sensei. So I just feel like we're ranking the assassination classroom universe versus the One Punch Man universe. Uh, Saitama wins, in my opinion. Like, this is a Saitama win. Okay. This is how I see it. I, I do think it is a Saitama win, especially, like, if he gets Kuro-sensei in the water or anything in that regard at all. Yeah. But at the same time, it would still be awesome to see. It would be. I, I don't discredit that whatsoever, for sure. It would be. Because I, I just, like, two practically unkillable beings just going head-to-head with each other until one of them falls. Like, those kind of battles I actually really like. Yeah, right on. But but when uh, push comes to shove, I am going to have to give you... uh agree with you and i am gonna have to say i'd probably have to give it to saitama too yeah okay so um i should probably go to uh my first fight uh unless you have anything else you want to say hotshot nope i'm good okay so my first fight like definitely springs off the uh one of the more recent uh anime death battles that the death battle did they did the uh all might versus my guy can you guess what my fight would be based off of those two characters i mean no rock lee versus because i have no you had the okay, sensei's yeah, fight. Seen that coming. Yeah, you see, you have the sensei's. Let's get the students going. You see, there's precedent here. First of all, um, Midoriya 
uh, versus Rock Lee would be amazing. And like, m- like just from like for 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 um, just the the thing is, we we already saw their abilities like being discussed a little bit via uh, All Might and Might Guy. Uh, you know, like the use of the strong fist, uh, Rock Lee in his type jutsu, like dynamic entry, leaf hurricane, leaf drop, leaf whirlwind. Uh, the the gates obviously being another uh, uh, buff that uh, Lee uses. Although Lee, from what I can tell, could only up open up to the sixth gate. I haven't seen him p- push past the sixth gate, so I uh, that's like that's like something that we can notch down for sure. Um, and then uh, he also uh, like his drunk fist. Like I would love to see you drunk fist. Um, and he. I remember, like, also, like, uh, when we when we think about, like, Rock Lee's speed, we remember, like, you know, he takes off his uh, his weights uh, when he was fighting Gara as a getting, and, like, he's fa- he's moving faster than, like, the eye can catch, right? Right. So, and that's just uh, another way um, that, that I remember him, like, being able to, like, be really powerful. And uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, he had this one fight in Shippuden uh, where he destroyed, like, a, a huge chunk of rock. Uh, like almost like a meter size, I think. Uh, when in when in the sixth sixth gate, um, he does a bunch of like awesome s- s- battle stuff. So that's like for Rock Lee, that's like just a deal. And then when we're talking about Midoriya, obviously, uh, we we got hit, like one for all is his, his thing because originally, obviously, he was quirkless. And uh, when he uses like twenty percent, uh, he he can like you know jump in bursts, or he can like do the air bullets. Uh, and, and he wasn't like mastering it completely. Remember, like he's fighting a. Uh, uh, Todoroki, and he's, like, flicking his hands, and he's breaking one finger at a time, remember, in the tournament? So, that's another thing that's, that's there, um, and the other thing that's, like, relates, like, these, both these characters have recoil, right? The primary Lotus, recoil, uh, one for all, recoil unless it's, like, fully mastered, so there's a lot of, like, ins and outs here that go, um, and so I think it would be a great battle, I just really think it would be a great battle, and, like, more stuff on Deku, like, I remember, like, uh, he uses it. Uh, he he uses like uh, one for all at one hundred percent at once. And I don't want to go because I I know you didn't see the, you didn't finish this, the latest season. He goes even further. No, and so. uh, when Deku uses one for all, he's fighting like that. Uh, uh, oh, not overload. Uh, I know the name. Uh, Dead Hall. No, overhaul. Overhaul. He's fighting yes, overhaul. Overhaul. Okay. Cool. With with the. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name either on his back, but fought fought with her on on his back because she kept rewinding his quirk okay, so he wouldn't so get injured. So you saw it? I uh, played it. the the game The game right, covered right. it. I mean, uh, speed wise, I think Rock Lee's got him because like uh, like Midoriya could keep up with like uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, the hero killer. Skane. I'm just, I'm just yeah. gonna be stri- uh, straight up honest here. Like it would be a fight for both of them, but I would have to give the win to Lee. Because the only reason that Midoriya was even able to use 100% one for all was because of the girl on his back rewinding him. He still can't fully master it. Like, he can use one for all enough to where he can use, like, a certain percentage. But if he overdoes it, then he's still going to break something. And Midoriya... But then when Midoriya's strategy comes into play... Because he's a brilliant strategist when it comes to, like, taking down people stronger than him. But he's also incredibly reckless with, like, how many times he can actually, like, use one for all. Or how many times he can exceed the limit or anything like that. It would be a hell of a fight. But with Lee's willpower alone to just, like, overcome, like, oh, now he's doing this. Okay, I'll just have to be way better than that. And that's exactly what Lee will do. Like, he doesn't take it... uh, How do I say this? Like, Lee sees strategies and has used strategies used against him and has come up with strategies himself. But even though most of his strategies result in just beating the enemy Mm -hmm. down, I feel like he can just, like, overcome any strategy that Midoriya can come through. Or... If he can't overcome them, then he can just like power through them, like with with his uh, speed and everything, especially with the eight hundred gates. Because older Lee actually doesn't have the uh, the restriction of primary lotus. That was when he was a Genin, but when he's a uh, when he's a Chunin, when he's a Jonin, he can overcome it. He can use it like no problem. Yeah, I just think like the the one thing that uh, Lee might not have on Deku is, and I I, I might be completely wrong when I say this. It's- 
uh, is uh, uh, like actual like there's attack potency. Like I remember like um, Deku like smashing that robot when he was like just starting, and he used like one for all for like the very first time. Uh, but like Lee's also done some pretty big blows. Like I mean, he absolutely destroyed the arena when he was a Genin against Gara. So I don't know, but I, I think overall Lee would win. Like that's the that's how I I picture it. That being said, I think it would be a great battle. That like anime fans would be hyped up for this one for sure it, it it would be a sequel to uh to the all might versus guy and that death battle alone was probably their most popular if not like most sought after but at the same time do you think this would still get them as excited because it'd be like rehashing the same fight in a lot of ways like i know deku is like way different than all might but lee isn't really all that it different would because from the, the, the the my hero fans are bitter their, their, their symbol of peace lost. I, okay, well, I bet you Deku could destroy Rock Lee. Okay, boom. Let's make it happen. It's like a rematch. And then Lee destroys Deku. Potentially. <laughs> so, yeah. I, that, that's, how, that's how I see this one playing out. Just because, like, Deku has a tendency to think too much and, like, try to get into an area where he thinks too much. And... Lee doesn't like he'll think like when he's on the on the battlefield and he will think of a strategy, but he's more so focused on just taking down who's sure, in front of him. Like he'll think of how to do it, but he's he'll just charge right in before he can more often than not, especially if he like if his blood starts boiling, if I can borrow. Well, a phrase. But like another point of Midoriya's checklist is like he's had more mentors, so he's had more people like to teach him stuff. So that could help him potentially. Just overall, it would be a cool fight. It'd be a cool fight. Yeah. Just my, my opinion, I just yeah, have to too. go to All Lee. right, your turn. All right, so I actually have a Hero Academia character in one of no. mine, too. But it's not who you're thinking of. It's Bakugo. So bo- it's Bakugo. both these... Huh? It's not Bakugo. I actually thought of one for Bakugo. Okay, but what I didn't is it, Hot Shot? This one is Momo versus Edward Elric. Huh. Huh, okay. That's abstract. <laughs> how, how is it, how is it abstract? Who would come up with that? Okay, well, let me Please. run you through it then real quick. So so with Momo having the ability, like her quirk is creation. So basically she understands the molecule structure of whatever she's trying to create. She can create it at will, but it takes time for her to create said objects, which is why uh, when she fought in the uh, hero sponsorship tournament that she almost immediately lost because she couldn't react fast enough to create her items. Meanwhile, on Ed's side, he can create anything pretty much out of the materials that he takes from like no transfer uh transference circle no nothing like that basically as long as he takes something from an item he can create something new from that item like taking a chunk of concrete and then just like crafting it into like a dagger or something so with both these creation-esque uh tracks to them it just leaves like to the imagination like literally what they can come up with and it, it's kind of like a lantern fight from uh dc like if a green lantern fought against a different green lantern literally the only uh limitation is your imagination that's kind of what i'm basing this one off of because they can both create at will essentially it would be yeah go ahead sorry like like be it that momo can create anything as long as she understands it so like she could create flashbangs she could create a sword or uh one of my favorites that she creates a electrical insulated cloak so like electricity couldn't get through but ed like mainly using his arm in a lot of it like making his blade or making a staff a shield or like basically using like the floor around him to project himself up and onto a pillar and stuff like that. I just think it'd be a lot of fun going back and forth. It with would it. be a good one. I think that it would just be one of those. They both have the same abilities. They both have a similar repertoire. Uh, but like Elric wins, right? Because Momo is, is good, but you know, like she's a, she's definitely a lower tier character in My Hero Academia, and I'm, I feel like Elric as a main character just has more in his arsenal. Is is that? He has more. He has more in his arsenal. He's done more. He's definitely experienced more combat. Like Momo has fought, but like mainly it's been her brain power and everything that's gotten her through, which has almost every fight that every fight that she's been in. But never to the point of like taking a major opponent down. Meanwhile, in Full Metal Alchemist, pick literally almost any bad guy that you can think of. Ed has taken down at one point or another. And I am going to have to back you up. I do think I'm going to have to give this win to Ed, but it would just be amazing to fight just because of like how creative both these characters yeah, yeah, yeah. can get. I, I see. I see where you're coming from with that. I, I honestly like mobile. I've seen her action. I obviously Elric uh, less of I've seen less of Elric, but in, in, in general, uh, no. Yeah. Elric would win in my opinion, just because I don't, I just, you know, I'm almost still like in the early beginnings of her, of her, uh, 
life as a battle person. <laughs> life as a combatant, yeah. Whereas Ed literally has to take down all the corrupted uh, alchemists in his area or like when Raph takes over and ta- take down basically anyone that Raph sends after yeah. him or any targets that, uh, that he has at the time. He has experienced these combats, like a lot of which without Al's help and a lot of which were like something happens to Al and Ed just loses it. Mm. So like experience alone. Yeah. I'm going to have to give it to Ed. The thing is here. Um, so can I go to my uh, next battle? Okay. Yeah, go for the it. The thing is here, I uh, I have a battle lined up. It's a great battle, but like, there's one of the characters. There's so many versions of this character. I don't know which one to pick, so I'm just gonna go with like the one that you know. And just in general, like, just like the uh, aspects on this fight, like, I would love to see any iterations of that character versus the who I'm picking. So I'm picking from Samurai Champloo, Mugen. Do you, do you see who I'm talking about here? I was trying to think of another samurai character. So yeah, okay, him. Mugen, okay, go on. Ed, uh, sword fighters is the theme here. I would pick Saya from Blood Sea. It would, yeah. Honestly, like Blood Sea. Unfortunately, I've still only seen that first episode just because everything else has been catching my eye, of course. And uh, Samurai Champloo, I've seen two episodes of, <laughs> but I but I know the sword skill that both of these characters have. So from what I've seen, at least. It does seem to be it like is a, close a close contest. contest. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no I really I'm think wrong. it's a close contest. Uh, the thing here is that Mugen is really unorthodox, and like his 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 fighting style, if you can remember, it's it's basically like break dancing with a sword. That's what it is. It's like spinning yeah. around, jumping, slashing, black, da, da, and like Saya's very like formally trained and refined, and you can see her like definitely like putting up a strong fight against the Elder Barons uh, throughout Blood Sea. Uh, you saw the f- the first fight of it, and they have similar speeds. Uh, I feel like their strength uh, is pretty similar. Maybe Mugen has a bit more. Uh, Mugen probably has a bit more uh, experience being older as a vagabond, a drifter. He's probably hired as a mercenary. But, like, Saya's fought, like, incredible monsters that Mugen's never fought before. So it balances out. And then in terms of strength, I, I I just I don't know I really think like this would be an amazing fight just line line up two sword fighters they both get their swords it would be like a great samurai fight it would just be amazing it'd be like Afro Jack versus um oh, what was the other guy uh, the other uh, samurai uh, uh, f- uh th- with the headband you mean Samurai Jack versus yes, Afro, Afro Samurai, samurai? It would- you combine both of them you ship them is what you no, just no, no, did it was a death battle between those two you shipped Afro Samurai and Samurai no, but- Jack. You made okay, Afro whatever, Jack. I was just saying that there's been a death battle of that uh, of those two before, and it was really great. It would be like you know, death battle has done this before. So yeah, it would be an awesome fight between these two, and I could just see them just going at it. And mm, if I had to pick, if I had to pick, I think Mugen wins. Maybe that's all I got. It's honestly, like I said, I have a lack of evidence on both these fighters, so unfortunately, I can't get or uh, dive too deep into it. But from the experience that I've heard about for both these characters, whereas Mugen takes down like bounty hunters and like other samurai and everything else, whereas Saya hunts down literal monsters like capable of destroying the entire town or city, I'm going to have to give the fighting prowess. I'm going to have to give the win to Saya. But again, I'm speaking with a very limited deck here. So take yeah. my word with a grain of salt. Uh, it's, it's, it's a close call for the, for the two is what I'm going to say. Yeah, it'd be an amazing fight. Like it would be great. It would be great. The only way to know for sure is to see it. That's battle. Let's go. Get on Let's it. Go. Let's, Let's go. Let's one of these happen at least within a year. Okay. Next pick, Hotshot. Go ahead. All right. So, so refresh my memory. Um, in in Samurai Jack versus Afro Samurai, did Afro win or lose? You're putting me on the spot. Do you remember? It's been a long time since I've seen it. I think that I uh, I think that Samurai Jack wins. I think I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it. But okay. go ahead. Okay. Well. The the possible winner of that fight after Samurai <laughs> is in my next death battle. Um, so again, I don't know whether he won or lost, but point being, he was in a death battle before. But I have Afro Samurai versus Psycho from High School of the Dead. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. So Psycho from High School of the Dead has been trained in the way of the sword, like maybe not to samurai-esque levels, but she's been trained with a sword. She's been trained with firearms, and she basically mows down like a wave of uh, zombies. Meanwhile, Afro has fought other other samurai he's fought in bounty hunters he's fought in people with guns and rocket launchers taking them down 
So they have kind of a similar uh, battle aspect yes. to them. Sorry for interrupting, but I, I can give you the winner. Uh, Psycho. Uh, Samurai Jack won that one. Okay, so Afro lost once, yeah. so maybe he'll lose again. But more to the point, just like these these similar kind of experiences, like with fighting waves of enemies at once or fighting with severely outclassed firepower. Like Psycho has used guns before, but Afro has also reflected bullets before and has proven to be a master of the sword when it comes to sword on sword combat. Psycho, however, we haven't seen really a whole lot of anyone coming after her with a sword. We've just seen her mow down zombies. So it'd be kind of a trial for her to see like how she would handle another uh, swordsman uh, opponent. And I'm I'm just too curious to see how that would play oh, out. Oh, man, I, I just, I, I don't know these two, like, I, I remember watching High School of the Dead, but Psycho is, like, very in the back of my mind. And Afro Samurai, all I know is from the death battle. Um, this is a really tough call, and I, it's one of those I can't make a decision. I can't make a decision, like, because, like, obviously High School of the Dead was very gun-based, uh, but this... So, but then yeah. Afro Samurai, but yeah. but Psycho Psycho right, uses okay, a sword okay. like for a lot yeah. of it. Like her her right. go to is I a remember sword. That. Okay, ah, tough call. So I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say my vote for it though would have to go to Afro mainly because he's experienced like opponents with uh, with swords coming after him before. The most that uh, Psycho has dealt with is uh, uh, facing down hordes of zombies that have like their teeth and, and claws and everything else. So I'm not sure if she's fought with another uh, someone with another sword. I can't remember. But from experience alone, I'm going to have to okay, get that. Okay, fair Afro. enough. Um, okay, let me think here. I don't know. Uh, can I go to my next one? Yep. This is your fourth uh, one, too, I think. My, this is my third one. I've done Broccoli, Ideku, and I'm oh yeah, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's right, because you went second. I'm used to me going I, second. I made you pick who went first, dude. I know. That's just because I wanted to make sure that you didn't Fair pick enough. any of All my right. picks. Uh, I'm going to go to the death battle where you've picked one of the characters. I'm doing Saitama versus Tien from Dragon okay. Ball. Okay. This yeah, is Tien from, from Dragon, Dragon Ball? Ball. T- Saitama yes. versus Tien. Is it just because they're bald? Because Saitama wins. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just because they're bald. I, I really feel like... No, I know. Like... I feel like you're basing this off their lack of hair and nothing no, no, no. else. They have immense potential to both of them. They fought a bazillion different creatures, the, the, both of them. They fought aliens. They fought humans. They fought, like, and they're both, like, martial artists. There's more than just the lack of hair. There's, like, there's a precedent here. The most fist fighters, like, I, and I, I honestly, like, let's, like, just thinking back and looking at, at Tien. Uh, Technique-wise, he has way more than Saitama, all right? Well, Saitama has right, a but that's, punch. That's what... Exactly. That's I'm it. I'm saying that, like, you know, where he has, like, the, the after magic, but, like, he, he, Saitama's more limited in his arsenal of combat. Tian, I'm sorry, has more experience. And I just think that, like, you know, Tian can fly. Tian can blind Saitama. Uh, there's a lot here where, like, Tian can, like, maneuver around. And I honestly think, just in general, that versus Saitama is obviously, like... We don't know how strong it is. He is. It's it's hard to cap it. But I'm sorry. I have this gut feeling that the Dragon Ball universe is stronger in general than the One Punch Man universe. I think it's ridiculous to just pick uh, Saitama and be like, "Yep, he can punch anyone and they'll die." No, there's been characters that he's punched in the anime that have survived. Okay. And I remember in season one there was one character who just punched him and he fell to the floor, but the character didn't die. You know. And I just think that in general, like, it's not the, it's not impossible to, like, give Tien a fighting chance. I don't know. What do you think? I think you have valid points to where, like, yeah, Saitama has left some of his, I'm just going to call them victims, alive. But at the same time, let's, let's give, uh, let's give Saitama the benefit of the doubt. Let's say Tien throws um, off his uh, key blast, uh, solar flare, martial arts, for some reason, can't touch him. Tien's ultimate move is the Kiko Ho. And with every use, that weakens him. That, like, shuts him down almost to the point of death. Like, if he uses it enough, it will kill him. So his ultimate move is a suicide move. Saitama has no such move like that. So if basically Saitama just walks through everything else, which I have a high thought that he can, he just has to wait for Tien to literally kill himself. No, but, okay, here's the thing. Like, think about it, think about it this way. We Just think of, like, let's compare the two universes, okay? Like, think of Saitama being able to, like, jump 
from the moon to like planet Earth, and we think he's like super fast for that because he did it in like a couple of seconds, right? Can we agree that that is equated to right. jumping speed? He jumped, he he made it back, right? Okay, let's that right. that's Saitama, and we can agree that's like super strong Saitama. Think about when Piccolo was uh, uh in Dragon Ball, not even Dragon Ball Z destroyed uh no uh, sorry Dragon Ball Z early Saiyan Saga Piccolo destroyed the moon right from birth he she shot a blast to destroy the moon right and it landed and it destroyed in a, a couple seconds and he was able to like keep up with like Raditz at that point you know and dodge attacks from Raditz that was like Dragon Ball you know and we've had the Frieza Saga after that the Cell Saga the Boo Saga super where like Tian was fighting god like fighters in the tournament of power like he uh, he is like on another level i really think that the dragon ball universe is like so powerful that like when we introduce gods of destructions and like stuff like that and tian was recruited as one of the 10 strongest fighters on uh, from his universe like I, I i really think that like just like thinking of his kiko as a like a a suicide move is like yeah sure but that was like against like a first form a second form cell Unlike when he was not as strong as what he as what he was, compared to what Tien is at now, with like how 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 crazy like he was taking on punches uh, from uh, from adult Gohan in Super and was able to like take him and like keep fighting. Um, I just really think that in general, like Tien just has uh, way more. Plus, Key is a way is so crazy in Dragon Ball. There, there's so many potential techniques that he could do with them with his arsenal. He can overwhelm Saitama. I really see Tien being able to take this. I might just not give Tien like enough uh, enough credit because just like obviously when I'm watching Dragon Ball like I'm more focused on Goku or like any of those others I don't really pay much attention to like Yamcha and Tien like over in the background characters as much as I obviously should because from what you described yeah it does sound like he'd give a fighting chance but at the same time I just for some reason I might just be biased I can't separate the fact that like Saitama would uh wouldn't be able to somehow dodge a lot of these attacks like maybe get hit by one or two but like not show any damage because he hardly ever has from like any other god tier there's no level god tier levels in, in one him. punch man i i want to so, i want to i want to bust that right there like there's no god tier level you you know what i mean though like ultimate powerful attacks that have hit this guy but he just kind of just Wait, stood the there like can yeah, i go home now argue, wait wait and the argument just... i'm presenting though is that those super powerful attacks that were like that he got hit with were like at the level of his universe and i'm trying to tell you though that dragon ball super is on a whole other plane of existence i think like with how powerful th this is like we have characters who can destroy universes and stuff well yeah but you're not you're not gonna give you're not gonna throw like say Say you throw uh, uh, Tien into One Punch Man's universe, whereas like none of the Dragon Ball rules apply. It's just One Punch rules. Or if you throw Saitama into Dragon Ball universe, none of the One Punch Man rules apply. It's just Dragon Ball. That's not fair to either fighter. They fight in their own like what is canon to them like what with they their own know universe. they keep that, up with that's their what own makes universe. it a death battle. They fight with fighters from their universe and then they meet up and fight in a death battle. Right? He has more experience. He has right. But they have their universe rules applied right. no, to them. No, but they have, like, their feats from, like, their universes. We look at, oh, he was strong enough to do this. He was fast enough to do that. But, like, I'm just saying that, like, look at, like, who Tien fights on a regular basis versus who Saitama fights on a regular basis. It's how Tien grows, learns, gets stronger. He's martially, art, uh, martial, like, artist strain. Saitama's a brawler, okay? Like, he's more refined. And, like, another thing that Tien can use, which is, like, a, a, I, I'm sure could help, is the multi-form technique, all right? Let's not forget that. He has like a bajillion more techniques that we're like not even considering the Dodon Ray like he just has more in his arsenal and he has more experience and he ha he's fought stronger characters than Saitama Saitama is like very strong and he's able to take out he's a joke character where he's able to take out these characters uh, his enemies in one punch but like if you take any of the characters that he's one punched against Tien Tien could probably one punch those characters as well because of how powerful Tien has gotten at the point that he is in Dragon Ball Super Plus, the manga continues after that. So there's even more stuff from Tien that we haven't seen. That I think that, like, Saitama just... I, I just think, like, the, the when you see this death battle, you see Saitama, you see, oh, he's a one-punch. Oh, he's so powerful. But then you forget that Tien has done so much more. And, and he's, like, on a different level of existence with, like, the universe, how strong the Dragon Ball universe is versus the one-punch universe. That, like, these two against each other, like, Tien 
wins. He just does. I, I can't see him not winning. And I can't see Saitama losing, no, so I guess we're done. Great conversation. I want to keep going on this subject. I love this. I'm done. You're you're draining me I, here. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's legitimately just because, like, when it comes to Tien, I don't have enough information. Like, like personally, personal information. Because a lot of what I'm hearing is secondhand, and I don't doubt you at all. But at the same time, with Tien... He's just, to me at least, one of those characters I push in the back of my mind and don't pay attention to. So that that's honestly all I'm basing this off of. I have no doubt that he's done everything that you've said because you would have no reason to lie to me and say that Saitama would lose just out of the state of being bitter. No, 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 no but like... I, I, but... Okay. <laughs> Just, just to me, just to me, Saitama sounds like he would he would still win this, but that's because I'm putting Saitama okay, well, in the rules I, I'm trying of his to understand, own existence. Though, I'm, I'm applying one punch rules as you should, to Saitama. Like, what I'm trying to understand here is like when you are looking at like when you are making your decision, right? Are you taking like what I said into account as like this? Tian can do this. Tian can do all those things. Or are you saying, oh, he might be able to? So I think Saitama's gonna win. Like, which one are you doing? I, I'm honestly going back and forth between like what I think Saitama could actually handle and whereas Tien would have issues with some of these other monsters like Saitama maybe take more than one punch maybe two punch maybe even a kick but I feel like he would still okay. be able to take them down so uh let's uh for for example here let's uh okay so you you know season two of one punch I don't so you might know like more enemies that uh Saitama has come up against that haven't gone down with one punch and that might be driving your uh, driving what you know more than what I know. So you might be right. Tien might walk away with this one. But with everyone that I've at least seen Tien fight, like I've seen him fight Cell. I've seen him fight against Boo. I've seen him fight Cell Jr. I've seen him uh, fight against uh, Nappa. Like I've seen him basically in Z more than I have in Super. And he always goes down like every time. But I'm a, I'm thinking that Saitama could take them down relatively right. easily. But like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is like when you look at uh, Dragon Ball Super, which you, I understand you haven't seen Dragon Ball Super. We've gone over this a thousand times. Uh, it's just that like the tournament of power is like the cream of the crop of the fighters. And he's fighting against like like God level characters. And he's like taking some of them out. Right. Like he drops early in the tournament of power, but he's still able to keep up with like those like God level characters that I really don't see Saitama even standing a chance against. Right. And I, so I guess what I'm saying is that uh, when I'm saying when I'm saying all those things, and you like you take that like makes it so it's a it, it's very it's very unlikely for Saitama to win. Is what I'm trying to say. But like, yeah, maybe maybe when I see uh, the turn in power for myself finally, maybe I'll change my mind on this. Maybe I will agree with you in saying Tien wins. But with the information I all have, right, fair enough. I'm all still right. backing Saitama. This is why I love podcasting with you because like. This is like this is what I live for. All right, go to the, go. It's like sometimes sometimes you can convince me, other times I just stay on my ground. But I never Next seem to convince you, no matter what the fuck I do. I'm just gonna be doing no, no. I'm just gonna send. I'm just gonna do no, and I'm gonna send you that clip, just me going no one time, and say here, loop this like every five right, seconds. You have me in the podcast. All right. So I'm cheating a little bit here, but not really because you have accepted this as an anime, even though in the world of many, even me, okay. even though it's animated so like an anime, it is not an anime. Okay, you're picking Ko. Ko I am not picking A. Oh my god! I am really? picking Zuko versus Natsu. Natsu. I mean, yeah, but that the Natsu okay, from go ahead. I, I think this one like is like a one shot. Like I know who wins already. Natsu wins. Who do you think wins? Natsu's just stronger than Zuko. Zuko remains How? a human. And Natsu's done, like, I haven't seen Fairy Tale, but, like, I've seen, like, fights in Fairy Tale and stuff like that. Zuko can't keep up. But go, please go ahead. Let's not, let's not just start, the, let's start the argument after your explanation, please. So, Natsu being a uh, Fire Slayer wizard, um, he has the ability to use basically fire spells and come up with uh, different abilities around fire, even eating other fire sources to increase his uh, overall power. So say uh, he finds a torch, he'll eat it and use dragon flaming war, which is basically fireball jutsu. And <laughs> basically it'll be just like way more powerful. He can eat his own flames, but to him, they're not as tasty. Meanwhile, Zuko has the ability to control and manipulate fire and just like bend it around to his will. So 
I have a just a feeling that fire attacks against the experienced Zuko wouldn't really do a whole lot because he's able to dispel them. He's able to separate them and control and manipulate them. So when it comes to not having the firepower, Zuko has a backup being the blue spirit. He's also trained in hand to hand combat and uh, dual sword wielding. So he has other abilities to play off of here. Natsu, on the other hand, like he can fight fist to fist, but a lot of his abilities deprive heavily on his fire. Right, right, right. So just seeing that go back and forth, like maybe Natsu does get lucky and land a fire blast on Zuko, or maybe uh, Zuko's ability to control fire is more than enough for uh, for Natsu to handle, and he comes through with uh, comes through with his swords and finally guts Natsu like there there's several ways that this can go it all depends on like demand and control or like supply and control I guess like can Natsu dish out more than enough than Zuko can handle or is Natsu just gonna underestimate Zuko's ability to control fire and then just completely lose it it could go either way in my eyes but why why are you so so heavily on Natsu Natsu has like more attack pointsy that like does not compare to anything that, that Zuko that's that's the the illustration I have in my head. But the thing is, I haven't... No, but, like... Well, Zuko, yeah, because he's an anime. I, I, like, just from an attack point of view, it doesn't matter experience or anything. It's just, like, the sheer willpower and just strength he possesses. Like, what the hell? How... I get the blue spirit. Great. great. You, you put a mask on, you got two blades. But, like, bro, you're gonna melt, bro. You're gonna melt. We're gonna do Marshmallow Zuko. That's what's gonna happen. I don't see Natsu losing. I don't. You also haven't watched any I of Fairy Tale. Ch- I, I, I felt... So you don't know about magic uh, limits. You can run out of magic ability. You can run out of being able to use your spells. You can drain yourself out. Zuko, on the other hand, can't do that with fire. He literally has it until it's not around anymore. He can even create it in snow. Like he's at a horrible disadvantage, but he can still create it from absolute nothing. It's air. As long as he's in air or anything that can sustain oxygen, he can make fire. So the on- literally the only way is underwater. But Natsu can't use his fire underwater either. And like I said, Zuko can hand to hand and actually fight. Okay, I'm looking at this hand, from Natsu feet, not so okay? much. And please tell me how Zuko... Because I really feel like you think Zuko's going to win this. That's like how you're like arguing. Like That's what it sounds like to me right now. Uh, apparently, coming from the uh, the wiki here, uh, from uh, the fairy tale wiki, wiped out 973 soldiers at once, destroyed the Tower of Heaven, uh, lifted a large stone slab, uh, once shot a war god, moved faster than eyesight, melted a coliseum with his heat. Like, please tell me how... <laughs> you, I don't want to lowball Zuko, but like Zuko remains like a, a human firebender who's skilled, but like he doesn't match to not. This is one of those like you know when uh, Death, Dabble, Death Battle did the uh, what was it uh, Flash versus uh, Quicksilver, and everyone's like, oh, that's cool. Wait, everyone knew Flash was gonna win. Like if you throw this one on there, everyone's gonna be like, oh yeah, Natsu's gonna win. That's what's gonna happen. I, I that's what I, I I can't see Natsu without winning. Like he has magic. Seeing the seeing the feats as differently as they are from Avatar and Fairy Tale, I do like. I know I'm making the argument for Zuko to win, but I'm but that's not what I actually believe. I do believe Natsu could overwhelm Zuko, but I want to I want to at least like say that Zuko has a fighting chance. Like his abilities do create at least a chance for Natsu, but I do think that Natsu will like, eventually Zuko wins one out of a hundred times because. Natsu didn't know he was there and he stabbed him in the face and he died uh, instantly. That's what that's what happened. That's how Zuko went. He stabbed him in the face. That's it. Play it. KO. Like, I don't... Yeah. Well, I mean, Blue, Blue, there, there Blue Spirit was an assassin, so that kind of plays to its strength. I do... Like, I understand what you're saying, like, with how overpowered Natsu is, especially, you know, main character trope and everything else. I do understand everything you're saying... I just think that Zuko would at least be able to put up a fight, but I do overall agree with you in saying that Natsu would probably yeah. walk away with the win. All right. I want to go to my next battle. Okay. This battle is not necessarily okay. a, a fist fighting. It's a battle of the brains for sure. And this, this, no, no, no. My, mark my words. Oh Hotshot. God. This death battle will happen. It's just a matter of time. I'm picking. Oh, this is like God. a classic. This one's on the message boards everywhere. And this one needs to happen. I'm talking about Lelouch. Versus Light Yagami. It would be a great battle in the sense that these two characters are compared all the time. These characters are argued about 
all the time, and I don't, I, I don't want to get too deep into the semantics. Obviously, uh, the power of Gios uh, being able to like look someone in the eyes and tell them to do something, and it works on them once. Um, if Lelouch is able to simply just look light in the eyes and be like, "Kill yourself," Lelouch wins. And if Light gets the Shinigami Yagami eyes and writes down Lelouch's name right away. Light wins. It could end up in a tie as well. There's a lot more going on in the brands here that makes it uh, very convoluted. This would be, this is probably one of those fights that was proposed, and uh, the guys at Score Attack were like, yeah, we're going to spend like literally the rest of our lives trying to figure out who wins this. But I just think that overwhelmingly, Lelouch most likely wins. And I know you're not a fan, but just in general, just think about it like this. The guy can see your name and write it down on a piece of paper. The guy, the other guy can look at you or your eyes and tell you to kill yourself. Who do you think, and they're both very smart and strategic, who do you think in general could win? Or is it a toss-up? Honestly, I'm going to say a toss-up because actually, well, if... Hmm. In order to... Okay, let's say uh, Light accepts the uh, the devil eyes, so accepts the, the death eyes. If he accepts that and shortens his lifespan, yes. does the name appear on people's heads immediately? I'm going to have to give it to Light because with him, you can see the name immediately and you can see it from a distance, especially with how smart he is. Plus, everyone knows uh, Lelouch's name, like in, in his universe at least. However, when it comes to uh, Light, He's just your average high school student like, like no one ever pays any attention to. And honestly, Light hardly looks people in the eyes. <laughs> like, he'll look L in the eyes because he's going up against L. Then again, here he's going up against Lelouch. Yeah. But Lelouch has to have it active, right? Yeah. He has to have his power active in order to actually use it. Meanwhile, Lights is active passively. It's active all the time. Like, he doesn't have to do anything special other than accept the deal. So from what I understand from both characters in that aspect, if I'm using legitimately just their own special tools, I'd have to give it to light. However, Lelouch is also trained military style. Like he can use guns, he can use weapons. So he would also have an advantage there, whereas no, but light there's, doesn't there's have more, any of that. To it too, in the sense that like, I do think Lelouch would win in the sense that like, okay, what light needs to do is like stall out the match to be able to like, Get in the spot and get the, the eyes and get the name and write it down. You know, there's like steps to everything, right? Um, Lelouch uh, has uh, he has this robot that he, he can get into and everything. So if he gets to the robot, you can see his face. It's harder uh, to see uh, to see him. And the thing is, too, Lelouch uh, he wears a mask. And I'm not sure if the rules say, but I'm pretty sure if you can't see someone's face and they're wearing a mask, um, kind of screwed. Uh, I'm pretty Wait, sure you have to see their face. Well, I thought thing, it just, I the thought their name the just appeared on their head like they're in an face, MMO. You can't think of their face while you're writing down their name. So, oh well, then fucking yeah, Lelouch. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't uh, remember that no, no, rule no, like okay, at okay. all. Again, it's not a fan of Death thing, Note, so uh, I don't care. Is, uh, Lelouch has CC as a partner, and uh, Light has Ryuk. Uh, Ryuk's more cryptic. Ryuk like kind of helps out like a little bit, but like CC's like devoted to Lelouch and is way more gonna be able to help. So, Lelouch, I think. All right, I'm going to have to give it to Lelouch. Again, don't really care about either series, so I can't really give, like, a detailed explanation. TN like, would remember, defeat like, any Saitama. Rules what that you are forget, you? Oh, sorry, for I was PTSD kicked in. But I'm going to have to give it to Lelouch, mainly for the fact because right, I like Lelouch more than I like Light anyway. <laughs> I hate them both, battle, but I like Lelouch I really more. hope this is a good one. So my last fight has to do with a genre that I absolutely love. I haven't gotten a lot into any of the variety of storylines that they're in, but I love the idea of it. So here we go. The genre is Mecha, and I am picking Goron Logon versus Starlitzia from Darling in the Franks. Again, you have absolutely no idea what I'm speaking about. Goron Logon, so the mech from Goron Logon, which is the title name, and Starlitzia from Darling in the Franks. Okay. Garn Logon um, is a mech that is in two pieces. It's a torso and body piece alongside a uh, head. So the body is called uh, Loron, I think, and the head is called Garon. So when they're combined, they can actually, you know, operate like a mech does. They have blasters. They have swords. I think uh, Garn Logon actually has a sword and a shield. And Starlitzia from Darling in the Franks is everyone's favorite pink-haired horned girl, Zero Two's mech. And I'm just saying that because, like, literally, if you look at Darling in the Franks anywhere, you will find Zero Two and you will remember exactly what she is or, where, or what she looks like. 
and to in ah sorry for in it ah fuck in order to operate Starlitzia completely, she has to be paired with her partner Hero. So it has to have Hero and Zero Two in it. And Starlitzia has jet-powered boots, a spear, basically an ultra-power red mode that like increases all of her feats like tw- uh, three times over, if that. And it's basically just a giant robot fighting a giant robot. Like there's nothing really all that special about either of them. But it's just a giant okay. robot fight. Uh, I don't know why, but the, the song Robot Bar Fight by Your Favorite Martian was playing in my head as you were describing that. That's yeah. kind of what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. The, that's um, kind of I'm what it is. I yeah. don't know who would win. This is really tough for me to decide, Hotshot. I, 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 like you described it. Uh, go on, Logan. Uh, start, uh. I'm gonna... No, no, go ahead, please. Go, go ahead. Alright. Me, personally, I'd have to give the win to Starlitzia, and here's why. If Starlitia is damaged and let's say like the cockpit gets damaged at all and Hero dies in the mech, Zero Two not being 100% human goes into a full-on blood rage and she is one of the few uh, Franks operators who can drive her mech on her own. And with Hero dead, instead of like the Starlitia like able to operate at full capacity like your actual standard Franks, Starlitia goes into like a wolf beast mode to where Zero Two is like completely frantic and completely just ripping into anything in front of her. So with that bonus frenzy mode, like she's completely unpredictable. She's completely unreadable. If she even like is able to pin Goron Logan down and just like tear into the head and then the body, Goron Logan's done. Like I'm going to have to give this one to Starlitia if for anything for that fail safe. Intense, very intense. Uh, I I guess I have to agree because like this is like like one of those um you know I don't know these characters at all. So I mean you know them better and like I'm looking at the wiki pages, but it's it's too hard to to decipher. So I'm gonna have to simply agree. I think I I will I will uh, come clean here and say Goran Logon. As much as I love it, I haven't finished it, so I could be missing some specs about the actual mech itself, but. Darling the Franks, I have actually almost finished the entirety of the series, so I've seen Starlitzia a number of times. The feats that she's achieved are way up there from what I've actually seen Goron Logan achieve. Then again, when I watch Goron Logan, I'm mainly watching yeah, Fiyoko, okay. but then again, okay. who isn't? You can say you could you could put it that way. Okay, can I go to my final battle? Yep, and yes. this is okay. the, fi- this the final one. This one is kind of a uh, how can I say? Uh, I'm pretty sure we all know who would win already. But just it's one of those quick servers versus flash battles, just because they're both uh, the the way these two characters line up, it, it's really cool. Uh, they are both uh, like ev- evil characters. They're both uh, major characters in their unique series. They're both lords. They both have their own army. They both go in a spaceship. I am talking about Lord Boros versus Frieza. Obviously, Frieza wins. I just think from a um, how can I say? From a uh, narrative point of view, this like I, I feel like Frieza and Lord Boros like they mirror each other in in many different ways. I mean, truth told, when me and Kyo finally watched uh, One Punch for the first time and made it to Boros, we kind of looked at each other like, this yeah, is exactly. just fucking Frieza. Uh, Frieza obviously. Like we we has his different ones, but now we we most commonly see him in his a uh, gold form. Um, and he was able to keep up like with every single like Z fighter, like Piccolo, Vegeta, Goku, like god level characters. And even in the tournament of power, uh, uh, I, before the per- tournament of power, sorry, uh, some uh these henchmen were hired to go over the Frieza and uh, use uh Hakai which is a god of destruction energy. And this is like, you throw Hakai over, like, on a building, the building doesn't explode, it just vaporizes, it just goes away. And that's, that's what, like, you know, it's something that, like, uh, Lord Gods of Destruction have uh, access to. And one of the, these characters uses the attack on Frieza, and Frieza's able to, like, close the attack back in, and, like, not be killed by a god of destruction energy. So just, like, very, very powerful character. But then, like, Lord Boros is really cool, and I just loved... Uh, how strong he was versus um, uh, Saitama, and he, like he he put on an awesome fight. Like you just put you you put these two against each other, and I could just see a great battle developing for sure. It'd be it would be a great fight, especially since Boros has that power up mode. Like just yeah, when yeah. he 
you know what I talk yeah. what I'm talking about, right? Like when he buffs out. But with him only having that one transformation and then Frieza having let let's just give the benefit of the doubt. Let's say Frieza starts at form mm-hmm. one. Like form one through three Frieza, I feel like wouldn't be able to do a whole lot. Uh, f- quote unquote final form Frieza would actually, I feel like, would be toe to toe with the guy. But then once Frieza goes gold, yeah, no, yeah. no like, not so much. Uh, it, it, yeah, just like Frieza wins just because he he like overwhelms Boros in every category is what I see. Yeah, like power, army size. Like th- this guy has the one spaceship that just like lands on one on one yeah. city in one punch man freeze on the other hand has an actual galactic um, force working no, no, for him. Has a, yeah okay obviously freeze's force is strong and and like it's is vast but like he does boros uh, has a galactic force behind him like he does maybe not as big but it's still a galactic force because they've gone from planet to planet to planet to destroy and everything and it's like we, we've seen it happen before uh but the thing is like we've seen boros finding saitama here's the here's an argument for boros uh saitama was punching him and boros was able to regenerate right have we seen frieza fight someone who can regenerate and right. can frieza like do a power an attack powerful enough to uh defeat someone who can regenerate i think like frieza can no but what yeah I'm he'll to get just destroy is, the planet like, boros has been in space too dude you know, it's not like, okay. But the one I'm trying to say is like, Fair. yeah, okay. It's like, it's not a complete wiping of the table because I think like Frieza will have to pull out like a death ball or something to like have any, to like really destroy a boss and boss doesn't regenerate. You know what I mean? Like you, he's going to have to go to the limit. I don't think, I don't think Frieza's, I don't think Frieza's no, fought exactly. anyone to actually regenerate, but he has fought people who have like a resilience to damage to where like, you have to do a metric ton of any attack ever to yeah, get yeah. even a scratch on the guy. But like, th- but like this guy will, will accept damage and regenerate. Yeah. But really you just have to output it like faster than he can regenerate. No, so I can, feel like Frieza can, can actually do that. Uh, in order for him to do so, he's going to have to like pull out one of his strong, strongest attacks. No, he's, he's going to actually have to, to like, try, attack, which would be like a death wall or something like a death beam's not, or have Ginyu, or have Ginyu body yeah, that, swap and then just snap his happen. neck. That's definitely within the rules of death battle. <laughs> yeah, right. All I right. want to see that happen. Ginyu, I'm going okay, to go over back. my list Done. once. Uh, I had Rock Lee versus Deku, Saya versus Mugen, Light versus Lelouch, Saitama versus Tien, which Tien wins. Sorry, and Boros versus Frieza. Those were my picks. Uh, go ahead, Hotshot. What were your picks? I, I yeah. had Saitama versus Kuro Sensei, Edward Elric versus Momo, Natsu versus Suko, Afro versus Psycho, right and Baron Logan so, versus uh, Starless. Yeah. In the comments, uh, are these battles going to happen? Are they worth it? What do you think? Uh, who would who defeats who? Are we right? Are we wrong? Roast us. Don't roast us. Whatever you you like. What? Go ahead. Or just. Whoops. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. And just because I'm curious, guys, if we said any of these. Like, if you're interested in any of them, let us know which one was your favorite. I'm curious. Like, what one would you guys, out of these ones, want yeah, to actually think, see happen uh, if on I had to pick Out of mine, I think it's going to have to be Light versus Lelouch. But, like, a close second is Rock Lee versus Deku. But I, uh, but Saitama versus Tia, just to prove you wrong. Okay. Oh, Saiya and Mugen. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't choose. I can't yeah, choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death battle. Next five death battles. We got them for you. You're going to do my five death battles. <laughs> Good. Hey, Death Battle, just ignore anything he says, okay? <laughs> if if anything, if you were planning on doing any of these and we just so happen to talk about them, just postpone no, them. Just don't do like, them. All, all out, and they're like, okay, I'll deal right now. We're not going to do that one because they mentioned it. Oh, we're not going to do this one. And they just start scrapping out like their whole projects. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, okay, let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, we're just yeah, going to win go this ahead. way uh, so longer than this is uh, Well, first of all, I'm just going to go ahead. Uh, the artwork for Anime Podcasters is provided by GoPro Kyo. He's an amazing artist, animator, digital creator. Go check out his YouTube channel. Go hit him up at GoPro Kyo, Kyo with a Y, uh, on Twitter. And uh, if you need any uh, sort of art for your projects, he's available for freelance services. Check out his website. Everything for him is going to be in the description of this video. And for Anime Podcasters, we're on Facebook.com 
slash NA Podcasters. Uh, we are also, oh, I had something to announce about the, the podcast. Um, we're on a bunch of new platforms. I'm going to go grab the list uh, after Hotshot Plugs. Uh, but like, uh, go sh- look us up in, in, in your favorite uh, podcatcher and we will be there. Hotshot, uh, go ahead and plug. All right, guys, you guys can go ahead and find me right here on Giant Music's channel on Anime Podcasters. You guys can also find me over on Twitter at Caution Ginger. And you guys can find me on my channel, Hotshot Ginger. I actually have started my own sister podcast with GoPro Kyo. It's called Cast. Basically, any anime or shows that uh, Jane doesn't want to cover over here on anime, we cover over there. So we get into the nit and gritty of the dirty side of anime and the happy free-for-all, just happy lives of anime, like slice of life stuff. And basically, all the stuff Jaden doesn't want to do, we do. He dumps onto us. So I actually have videos on my channel now. So go check us out and help us out. And yeah, that's I about am, it on I my end. Okay, Jayden, so, are you uh, back yet? The three new platforms we are on, we are on Breaker, we are on iPodder, uh, and we are on digital podcast. These are new platforms you can download the podcast on if you are listening uh, on there. Uh, yeah, I was just like, I, had, I have all this spare time, so I started finding new platforms for the podcast. More listens. Uh, also, I should have mentioned this at the top of the show, but like uh, the people I do the podcast with, um, they have this new rule for the free plan where we can only have a single podcast feed. So I have to, un- I had to unfortunately remove the Cowboy Bebop updates from uh, Spotify and iTunes. So if you want to listen to them, it's going to be on SoundCloud and YouTube for now until uh, the series comes out and we're going to do like the the recaps for those uh Copro Kios we're going to set something else up with him so uh that's it and for myself at giant music everywhere uh join the giant music discord server uh patreon.com slash giant music and uh, giantmusic.com if you want to hire me for any audio freelancing services all right for myself and hot shop this has been another episode of anime Podcasters. <laughs> <laughs>